to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Overcrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms like Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, or like. I want to quote a legendary rapper because today, and I'm going to fine-tune it a little bit. The man, as he says, today was a good day. But I'm fine-tuning it. Today is a good day. Why? No, it's not about the Yankees. We'll get into that again. We talked about it last Friday, and maybe we should retract on that statement that maybe the bullpen is an issue, as I was saying. No, today's a good day because the boys of fall are officially underway. Football training camp is underway. Teams are coming back. Players are coming back. It's a great feeling to see that football is right around the corner. And also breaking news that Oklahoma and Texas should be in the SEC by 2025. That was breaking news on ESPN, so I might as well say that. NCAA will be going. It'll be a big Power Five conference, and that's it. That's so all it's going to be. Goodbye. So former year. So former year. Yeah, so former year. What do you expect? Do you think it was going to be next year? Nah, it doesn't play like that. You got to wait another four more years. I'll be thirty something. I'll be thirty-two years old by the time that happens. Great, can't wait. But let's start off. We talked about it last Friday, and we got into it because I was pretty. I was pretty clear. I thought the Yankees bullpen was a major, major issue, and they said no. I don't think it was. Well, let's talk about it again. Two collapses, especially on Sunday when they're up 4 nothing, A no-hitter against probably the best offense and the best team in baseball currently in the Boston Red Sox. A D- Domingo Hermano in a fantastic, fantastic performance. And go figure, the Yankees' bullpen blows it again. So we are coming, approaching three days away from the MLB trade deadline. A lot of news, a lot of rumors going on. The Yankees made an offer for Trevor Story. We don't know the offer. But I'm going to ask the simple question. After this weekend's performance, being down nine and a half in the AL East, should the Yanks be buyers or sellers? Joe, I'll start with you. Well, they should probably be sellers uh, at this point. I think, I, and and I and I hate to say this, but I I think Aroldis Chapman is probably the number one guy that you're going to get some sort of valuable assets for the future for. You've certainly look. The bullpen hasn't been great. He's been a big part of the problem of late. Um, I don't. I don't know that this team realistically has a chance. You know, th- if this team gets lucky, they'll they'll win the second wild card. I I, I don't see a, a rosier outlook than that. So you know, you can double down and 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 add a, a, a relief pitcher and go out and get Sterling Marte or whoever you want to man center field. I don't know that any of that changes the situation. You're nine and a half behind Boston. You're eight and a half behind Tampa. You're only a game up on Toronto, who's playing pretty good baseball. So th- th- there's a lot of teams that the Yankees are trying to claw past. Uh, you know what I mean? I-, I-, I don't know. I mean, unless they're going to get Max Scherzer and Story and Marte, this team's pretty much dead in the water as far as now, I'm has your Has your view changed from this past weekend? Did you feel the same coming in maybe on Friday, or has this been – have you been feeling this way 
for some time now. Well, you know, look, I said this Boston series was going to be huge, and and they could have won the series. Instead, it went completely the opposite way. And so, yeah, I mean, I have to reevaluate things. You know, if you look, the Yankees could have realistically left Boston five back. That's yeah. what could have happened with a with a big series with Tampa and then a little lighter schedule coming up. You'd have been pretty primed and feeling good about things. Nine and a half. And again, you've now lost 10 of 13 to Boston. You can't beat Tampa. You've struggled with Toronto. So the three teams that you need to 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 ward off between you 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 can't beat them. How are you going to surpass them in the standings? You you only play Baltimore and Minnesota a set amount of times the rest of the year. Where are the wins coming from? I, I just don't see it. It sucks, but I don't I don't see it. See, I think just like that video I sang you yesterday, you and Joe and the Messenger. They're five. They're a four game above five hundred team. That's what they are. Plain and simple. Are they going to be sellers? They probably won't go big sell. Joe's probably right. Chapman's probably a guy. Here's the way. The only way the Yankees are really going to be sellers is if they get blown away with a deal. I think other than that, the Yankees maybe sign another. They'll probably sign another guy, make a trade for someone small, like patchwork. You're putting duct tape on a big wound that eventually is going to rip off. I say they only make a trade if they have a great deal, and understandably, because they don't really need to sell. And they don't really need to buy. I mean, like Joe said, you look at this series this weekend. Thursday night's game, I believe we talked about it. Was that Friday or Saturday? We talked about it. Who knows? The weekend was a blur. That's how it felt with the Yankees. That's how the, yeah, that's how the Yankees. I mean, I, I listen, you know, I, I think we did the show Friday. Yeah, right? we did. Um, yeah. yep. And I said I thought Thursday's loss was the worst game season. And then, you know, Friday, you know, they have, listen, they have Devers and Bogarts and J.D. Martinez, and we don't. Plain and simple. There are three guys. There are three guys hit the ball more consistently than our guys. I mean, I think you said a quote. Odor might be our best hitter right now, or at least consistent. I mean, that's saying a lot. All right, for a guy that's really not supposed to be your everyday starter. Then you hit Saturday's game. Ah, we we pull off the stunner. We pull off four runs with two outs in the eighth inning. Work. All right. You're like thinking, man. If you want Thursdays, that's two out of three, and then Friday's game. I mean, excuse me, Sunday's game. Definition of the Yankee season: a no hitter through seven innings. You pull eight. him on. They're going to seven. Going I, I don't think it was a full eight. And then what does what does Boone do? What does Boone want to do? And this is what this is where we've been talking about for years now. I think the analytics have killed the New York Yankees, just like the analytics killed the Tampa Bay Rays last year in the World Series because they took out Blake Schnell when they had a golden opportunity. Maybe he was dual. He was dealing. And what do they do? They go with the analytics. This analytics has destroyed the Yankees and but, and why it's finally but, catching up to them. But just look at this. I mean, look at this series in a nutshell. I mean, definition of the season, up and down. I mean, left and right. I mean, one minute you think you're not you're winning the match, and next thing you know, you're knocked out on the thing and you're in a 10 count, and then you and then, then you knock him out. I mean, Thursday's game I thought was a tone setter because you win that one, you're on a roll, 10 out of 13. All right, maybe Yankees pull out one Friday. If not, the Red Sox win Friday. Who cares? Whatever. Devers hit two, three bombs. We don't score enough runs. Definition of the Yankees when they when Cole pitches. Saturday, hey, I mean, okay, we got that one. I mean, that's unbelievable. We're due for one, right? I mean, everyone else gets it on us. Why can't we get a piece of the action? And then Sunday, like I said, no hitter, pull a guy, we give up four runs. Just the way they lose again. I 
it, it, this team is not a playoff team. Curling constructed, they're not a playoff team. There's too many excuses. There's too many issues. Trev, I thought you were wrong. You're right. The bullpen, which was our bread and butter. And can, our can, you guys, can you guys somewhat agree with me? You don't have to fully agree, but seeing two games, yeah. the way they lost, knowing that this was the, the backbone to this team for years, and even throughout the 90s and all this. It's a problem. To see, the, to see this happen twice, twice, where they have a golden opportunity to – Kind of catch up. I, I mean, it looks like it's still out of grasp with six games back with the way Boston and Tampa have been playing this year. But to see uh, two potential games in your hands just go away, just evaporate. That's how fast it's like literally because of this bullpen. I saw a tweet this morning that going back to the Chapman blown saves, the green blown save, the other green blow save. Greg, uh, uh, Brooks Krisky's four wild pitch game. If you take those out, the Yankees are two back of Boston. Oh, you mean throughout the season, Joe? You know, four or five. If, yeah, if 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 none of those blow ups had happened, we'd be two back right yeah, now. A couple on Sunday I mean, yeah, listen, Tim, I show you the stat. The, what was it um, that they had on yes yesterday? Hold on, I'm going to make sure I have it correct. Third loss this season after holding a four-plus run lead in the eighth inning or later, tied for the most in a single-season franchise record. All right, that's three more wins. All right? Mm-hmm. Two, two or three of them are against the Red Sox. So instead it's of nine and a half, now here's the other thing, which is crazy to still think about. We're th- only three and a half out from Oakland from the second day. Second place wild card. So it's not out of the picture. The Yankees shouldn't even be allowed to be in the playoffs this year. I don't have any expectation for the Yankees no more. I don't. I think this. But you know what? Slow down. You used to say say this one thing and now you used to say that Yankee fans think that every time we just walk on the field with the pinstripes, we're supposed to win the game. Our expectations are blown out of the waters. This team's not living up to them. And it just has not formulated the way we all Yankee fans think. Because this is not the 96 Yankees. This ain't the 99 Yankees, 2000, or the or the 09 Yankees. This is not that team. And there's going to eventually, after the season, we're going to have to cut it open and, and fine-tune some new things. Joe? I do think, I do think if this team wins the wild card, they could do some damage. If Cooper and Severino come back. Yes. With Montgomery well, and Cole. But again, right, Ted, there's no scenario where they don't come back and it happens. So they, they need those I two. Wouldn't they have to pitch. I wouldn't be surprised September 1st. They're so, right around two or three games. So let, me ask you let me ask you this. You say that if the Yankees did get the wild card somehow, the second wild card, what would change your mind about saying they would be scary in the playoffs? What would change your mind seeing how they've been playing the whole in entire any, season? Listen, plain and simple, in any five or seven game series, you know, I know everyone's underperformed, you know, short of Aaron Judge. Other no than, one's yeah, other than Judge no Cole. one's living up yeah. to what we thought they were going to do. Not even Garrett Cole, for that matter. Yeah. Okay? Fair enough. Right? I mean, they've won about half his starts. If yeah. I told you that going into the season, you'd have been like, oh, we're having a bad year. Yeah. We are. That's yeah. how bad it's it is. As well as he's pitched for the most part. Again, only this team could have a no hitter in Boston in the eighth inning and find a way to lose. And I'll say the other thing too. <laughs> speaking four. of the Red Sox, up four, not even one run, up four. Literally since 1999. Personally, I feel like every time the Yankees are in Boston, if they have a lead, I'm worried. Oh yeah. If they're trailing late, I'm like, oh, I like it. <laughs> it, it it's a bizarre thing you remember the Yankees were down you're not wrong i know exactly what you're saying because i'm more scared of them being down three or four runs because i own 
it's sad to say this, I almost feel inevitably that they are going to lose the game. I don't know why. It's it's a it's a bugaboo. I, I listen, I'll tell you the one thing. The Yankees, we, we've been watching for a while. The Yankees have never been the same against the Red Sox since that World Series. And that, I mean, like, they just, they don't, it, it, there's a, they have the aura over the stadium on us. I feel like they come into Yankee Stadium, they play more confident than we do sometimes. We just, we just consistently have a better, had a better team than they have. Because they go through these things where we talked about, they win the World Series next year, they finish last in the division. It's like, if you're a Red Sox, Joe, you did, you, did you did you watch that clip of Don Lagreca? I mean, I'm glad that Don Lagreca said that about Aaron Boone. Like Aaron Boone comes to the, and this is what I've been saying about the whole year. Like Aaron Boone just comes to the to the post post game conference and just says, "Yeah, we're we're trying to take a game at a time. We're trying to be better." Look, Aaron, you got to look in the mirror as this team does, and you got to say, "This team is not good. We stink. We're not a good team." And your ass is your your ass is on the line because sooner or later you're going to let, be let go of. And it's just it's frustrating to see. And I said that with like the manager. Maybe the players feed off of the manager because he's nonchalant. He's just he's a as Don calls him, and I think 100 percent since day one he's a puppet. He's a freaking puppet. He's a yes man. Hence why he got the job because he's an analytic guy. And that's why the Yankees are in the situation that they are right now, calling to find offers, try to get big name players like Trevor Story, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, just names you've been hearing around. And that's what they're trying to do because of the New York Yankees. They could try to go over the tax and go get everybody because that's what they do. But this team, it doesn't matter what they do. Would I love to see Trevor Story in pinstripes? A hundred percent. It's not going to make them into World Series contenders. There's a lot more issues going on in this team. And it starts with the manager. It starts with the coaching staff. And the players are feeding off of it. And that's why the Yankees are in the situation that they are. And that's why the Boston Red Sox are one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball. Because, yes, Alex Gore, I can't stand as a, as a, as a manager and didn't like him as an analyst or a player. But, damn it, they feed off of what he's been doing. They, the Astros, they feed off of what Dusty Baker's been doing because it's me against the world attitude. Aaron Boone comes in, oh, well, we're, we're trying our best. We're doing the best we can. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine reason why they stink right now? And that's why we keep talking about them for the negative reasons. We haven't been – I can't remember, honestly, guys, that we've had a show where us three have talked positive about the New York Yankees. You know, you know I was just thinking about the, While you ran in Raven, I was thinking – I think about Alabama football. I was just thinking about consistency, right? Greatness. Yeah. You listen to Nick Saban. They win a game by three touchdowns, and he's talking about a bad foul or a drop pass or a mis- thing, and you're like, Coach, we just won again. We're like 10 in a row. And he's like – and he bashes his players. Now, I know college is all – listen, I know college is a whole different level, and I don't expect Boone to have a tirade on the podium. But can you imagine? He might actually get a round of applause from Yankee fans if he just said, you know, I'm just sick of it. We're not hitting. Like, just have a freak out. Pretend like you just got a, a third uh, strike called on you guys 10 feet outside the box and you got to yell at the umpire. Yeah, because I'll tell you, you know, everyone, you want to keep it even calm. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, you want to have that sense of comfortability. Once in a while, a freak out is, is to shake it up. You ever see like some parents or people who are like, I remember a uh, true story. I know it probably Ralph's parents, you know, the nicest people in the world, always yeah. calm. I remember seeing Mr. Valenti freak out one time and I was like, call me off guard. I was like, damn, he yells. That's what, exactly. need, that's what like, they I need. I always like a shock in the system. I don't know. I mean, I think if I ever – well, I feel like Joe – seen Joe get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Joe go going nuts. I can see him going nuts on the wiffle ball field. Well, actually, yeah. we, see him, yeah. we, we see him get nuts on the microphone. Remember, it was like two weeks yeah. ago. He was yeah. just letting it rip, and you and me were like, 
It's a beautiful my, thing. The Yankees my wife, need it. My wife literally came down here and yelled at me. <laughs> Joe, you that got happened. one more thing on this Yankee stuff? I do. I'm going to actually throw just two quick numbers out at you. Jonathan Lewisaga became the third Yankee this year to have an inning where he gave up four runs and four hits without retiring a batter. That had never happened more than once to any Yankee in a season in their history. And he's got great stuff, supposedly. And he's got great stuff. Uh, Here's the other big number. The Yankees have scored five runs in an inning five times this year. Nice. That is the lowest in baseball. The Marlins have done it more times than the Yankees have. How many games have they won of those in? (laughs) Yeah, right. They're only five. I <laughs> Joe, yeah. when you said that, I thought you were going to say they're the only team to score five runs in and be up by five plus runs and lose the game every time. Well, that's, just, that's what's crazy about this team. It's been that type it's of year. Like, it's, if it's not one thing, you're like, okay, so they had COVID. Then you had like Kluber and Severino's injuries. All right. Then, then you know, you got the sticky thing. Then, then oh, our bullpen stinks. It's like, wait. The one thing we were we were like the foundation of our house was saying the foundation is crackling, and the house is starting to well, slide. I'm I'm glad you brought up the foundation because there looks like there is something brewing in Green Bay, and the foundation looks like it be, could be coming to an end. And Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams posted something the other day on Instagram, a little a little tweet, a little picture of the Last Dance, and got us thinking. Is this going to be Rodgers' last dance with the Green Bay Packers, nearing his new agreement, or or is he going to be staying, becoming a Packer for life? Ted, you started off. I got here's the details of the deal. I took a picture of it. So it's the final year of his contract. Twenty twenty three would be void. Be a free agent. Yeah, Packers agree to review Rodgers' situation. So it kind of seems like, yes, they got the MVP back. Yes, they he still, won they, the deal. But he still kind of wins Listen, the deal. In Listen, a he wins the deal. He gets all his money. Gets all his money. He gets to be a free agent after this season, which is exactly what he wants to do. And any decision that gets made by the Packers organization during this year between tra- trades and whatnot have to run through Aaron Rodgers. Plain and simple. He's got the last call. It's his show. All right? You want it, you got it. You're going to get the MVP back, and it'll be the last dance. And then next year he'll be playing in a new uniform for a new team, and it'll be his choice. All right, plain and simple. Um, this is Rodgers gets what he wants. The Packers couldn't go through this training camp with no Rodgers there. It was going to be it would it would be too much for that organization that team to handle. This is not like things that happen in the Dallas Cowboys where it's just like hey every day of the middle down there. This is going to be their last dance. It'll be the first time a Green Bay Packer will play a 17th season with the team. Brett Favre and Bart Starr were both 16 years, remember? And we thought this was going to be the last run. Listen, they have a goal opportunity. Trevor, I was thinking about this on the way over when I was rushing to the house. They had uh, Mike Silver on with um, Colin. Packers have never really gone all in with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae and, like, this window. You know what I mean? Like, you get, like, a four- or five-year window where you got just got to stack and go for it. If you don't get it, it's a failure. Kind of like what the Rams have been doing the last couple of years. They still realize they have a – their core is still there. Chandler Jones wants to trade out of Arizona. Try to go get him. Go give a first-round pick and maybe a player. You need extra pass rushers. He's a guy that's been one of the best pass rushers in football in the last five years. Just make a move, right? You know you're losing Aaron Rodgers anyways. Go go do something like that. You're losing Devontae Adams, too. 
Well, I think he's going to resign because they were saying now. That's a a question. Because Devontae Adams, if you read the thing yesterday, Devontae Adams, now negotiations have begun. He had canceled negotiations. They want to wait for Now, Because now with what Rodgers did to beneficial to the Packers is he also gave them salary cap space to the end of this, this season and going forward, which allows them to continually to build so you don't leave them out to dry. I think the Packers have a really good chance to be the number one seed again this year. Uh, I and they, well, just listen to me out, and then you can do your thing. So I don't ran rave for too long. I'll, they got I'll, an easy. They got an easy division. Listen, they got an easy division. The Bears are going to be starting a rookie quarterback by week six. I don't tr- trust Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, and Detroit will be going for the number one pick next year. Plain and simple, they should win their division easily. Yeah. You look at Tampa Bay; they're a veteran team. Yes, the Saints will be a little bit down. Atlanta will be better. Carolina will be better. But here's the other thing I think differently. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady will probably be sitting out week 16 and 17 or playing a first half. They won't care about the games. Like, they won't be, it won't be, I got to go 17 and 0. Bruce Arians will take his time and make sure that his team is fully healthy, ready going for the playoffs. That's why I could see them being the two seed again and coasting. Okay. And the Packers going forward again and making it all up. Knowing that this is Aaron Rodgers last year. You got him. So, with that being said, I told you Rodgers would be back. I told you he'd be playing for the Packers. It's inevitable. It, it was too much. Don't make it seem like it's inevitable. It's still, it was still up for debate. You can't say that. Like, I said for like Dave, he wasn't getting traded. He huh? wasn't getting traded. Because no, but that's the thing. Yeah, they might have not been, but maybe Rogers because he's been that. He's that type of player. He's an outspoken guy, and he's and he shows his frustration. Joe, the Packers were going to hold his foot to Joe, the fire. You came out last week with your top ten players facing the most pressure. How much more pressure is Aaron Rodgers on now, knowing that this could be his final season, possibly in Green Bay? How much more pressure do you think is going to be on Aaron Rodgers? Well, he has to have a great season. And he has to deliver and he has to win this division and he has to take this team to the conference championship and lose again. He has to do all of those things. That's what does he have to win a Super Bowl now? No, he doesn't have to. Why would anybody expect Aaron Rodgers to get and win a Super Bowl? That's not how this works. And we all know it. And we could pretend that it doesn't. But this is a guy that can get to a conference championship. The one, the one season where he won it all that was a million years ago. I could see and them winning. It. I could see them winning it. They, I, they could, they could, and that to me, that's the and best then scenario. Like this, yes, and it's the best scenario for all parties involved. Absolutely, win-win. They get what they need. To send him wherever he wants to go. And he gets to leave on top. And think about where, that. Jeff. Now he becomes a free agent, and think about Aaron Rodgers. As a free agent, going anywhere he wants. It would look, it would look real good in that blue uniform. Tell you, you know what else? Big, come over to the Big Apple, baby. I, I'm telling you, listen, because if he, like Joe said last week, if he doesn't have a good season, not that you wouldn't trade for him, but think about he walks off as a Super Bowl guy. What, what the, every team that doesn't have Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Maybe Joe, Tampa Bay would go for Rodgers and that, say, Joe Brady, thank you very much. I'll take Rodgers. Joe was hoping that was going to be Brady last last year. Win, go off of the set, said no. Brady's just going to keep on winning, right, Joe? You, he has to keep on winning. Again, otherwise, dude, what happens if, let's say, Brady plays three more years? No more Super Bowls. Three more years? Okay. And then he retires. It's going to be like, no. Years? Where, do you, where do we see this Green Bay Packer team in the NFC 
conference. And, and where do you? I just told you where I thought. I thought the top two team. It's them and the Tampa Bay. Think they're better because, than the Rams? Because here's the thing. I look at the NFC West. There's all four teams are really good, and all four teams could win that division if things go right. And that's why I think as a listen. Not that they wouldn't be good enough to be one of them, but I think when your division is so good, especially in football, this ain't baseball, you're going to beat up and you could have three teams with 10 and seven records or not, or 11 and six records. Mm-hmm. Where Green Bay is going to have an easier division, have a better opportunity to be a one seed. But how can you not look at this team? They bring pretty much everyone back. How could you look at the, They got Aaron Jones back, who's one of the best running backs in football. They have the best receiver in Devontae Adams. They have the, they have the MVP. I mean, the guy doesn't throw picks. I mean, and, and they and their line will be back, and and their defense will be back, and maybe they'll you know be more motivated. You know, after the last two years? you know what his stats are the last two years? He has 98 touchdowns and nine picks. <laughs> Daniel you know, just nine picks by week eight. That's yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Go on, Joe. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I mean, I'm with Ted. I, I think Green Bay is one of the top two teams. You could bring up the Rams. You know, uh, I'll get back to me in week five. I'll let, let you know how Stafford's doing, and, and I'll reassess and tell you how good or bad I think the Rams are. I, I, I mean, you know, I know everybody loves Matthew Stafford, and if he's on a good team, and maybe. I mean, I'll assume that that's probably going to be the case, but I, I, I'm, I still need to wait and see that. I I need to wait and see if Matthew Stafford, if all that time being a loser in Detroit hasn't broken his spirit. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that he knows what winning feels like. It's been a really long time since he's won any kind of a meaningful game. And there's a lot on the line for the Rams. They're investing a lot thinking this is the guy that's going to get them back to a Super Bowl and win it. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford for sure. Again, for a guy who's for a guy who's never been in an ideal situation to suddenly be in one, it seems like it would be easy. You're like, oh, he's just gonna go out there and, and, and throw for five thousand yards and forty touchdowns. Maybe he will. Because every one of his division games is gonna be great. Everyone I mean, think about the two games against the 49ers, Seattle and, and Arizona are gonna be massive games. Then he's on like six primetime games. I mean, to be able to have to win more than like four games a year. Is, so we're all, and so now we're, no Cam Akers, you know, so that's your starting running back. That, that's even more pressure. We're all on the boat that this is going to be the final season of Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay Packer. Makes perfect sense. Why would he come back? After all the – after all the, the only, How about this? What's the only way Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay? Is he is if it wins the Super Bowl, is he still not – you just see him – No, I think even – He's not coming back. There's no way he's coming back. That's why this deal is set up for him to be contract to be voided. Listen, it's not about the money. Supposedly Schefter said that the deal that the Packers were offering Rodgers was close to type of money that Lionel Messi gets. Whoa. Big money. Big money. So listen, the Packers would pay him anything he really wanted. Let's be honest. That's what he means to that franchise. It's not about that. The last time he was on the field, the coach took the ball out of his hands in fourth and goal. So yeah. this is the last ride. He's gonna he's he's gonna go down with the ship, whatever happens. And more power to him. Listen, he's got to say, you know what? Why can't once I I have a say in whatever I want to do and be a free agent? Well, he's 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 made it clear that he hey, he wanted what he wanted and he got. And I would listen. And I could see him pulling Joe scenario that what he wanted Tom Brady. I could see him win the Super Bowl and say, yeah, adios amigos, I'm good. Uh, Brady's won another Super Bowl. And he's just going to keep winning, right, Joe? I hope nine. so. He's going for I need, nine. 
It's going It'd be weird now. if it didn't happen. You well, know what I, I mean? I, but, I'll, but I'll put it this way. You look at the both divisions, I mean, both conferences, a lot of great teams. I mean, that NFC West is – I mean, I can see the 49ers being the best team in football this year. If Jimmy G stay healthy, they're going to have all their help, all their guys back. If Kittle's healthy, Bo is a back. Their offensive line is really good. Their defensive line is one of the best in football. They just signed Fred Warner. I mean, they have one of the best coaches Whoa. in football. We'll, so, see. we'll see what happens, right? And here's he the thing. Just, imagine he imagine just said the word right there. And, having, and then having Trey Lance in a in a package every game that you have to, as a Taysom Hill package where you don't know what, what, he's over, what, did, what did he say, Joe? Healthy. There's so many good teams this year. There's so many teams that have a chance. Teams that stay healthy will compete. Teams that lose guys. The Cam Akers thing, let's be honest, that's pretty big. That's a major loss. It's a big shot for them, especially for a guy coming in, learning the offense, trying to get a good command on. Again, we know he's got the skills, but he's already down one weapon. A big yep. one. A guy who was supposed to be a real impact guy for them this year. He Certainly could have been one of the top back for fantasy if you're a fantasy Oh, fantasy guy. purposes. Oh, dude. dude. Everybody's been all about that guy in the fantasy. He had big games in big actual games. He had great yep. stats in the big, some of the big games. He let's, carried co- let's close out the show with the other quarterback that was talked about pretty much this entire offseason. They got kind of a little quiet because, well, he's been MIA, and it's Deshaun Watson. Well, the Texans are finally saying we're open to trading him. For months, we heard he was not going anywhere. Deshaun Watson is untouchable. He will be a Houston Texan. Well, then Deshaun Watson got into a little mess and this ongoing situation that we don't know about. We don't know the full details still going on. What's going to happen to Deshaun Watson? Well, is, he, is, I've is, learned, is he actually going to play this season? Is he? Gonna I've learned some interesting details, and no, I don't know if you guys are. Let me, let me give you the latest from what I've heard. So there were 22 I, I women, yep. 22 accused. Yes. Now, 10 women have actually gone and filed police reports against him. Yep. Eight, eight of the women are from the 22, right? And you could say, well, they're looking at Sue or Settled. Two of the other ones didn't. They just filed police reports. They haven't contacted a lawyer. They're not looking for civil suits. They just want this guy penalized for what he did in a criminal sense. That's bad news for Deshaun Watson right there. And, and if I'm Houston and I hear that, I'm open to trading Deshaun Watson because well, that's the thing. I what suddenly I he's going to play this whole year because understand this. I mean, short of an arrest warrant, and I and I and I, and I don't see this playing the, out. The I hearings mean, don't start till next February. Depositions for the women start in September. He won't be deposed until after the Super Bowl. Not that that's going to be an issue for him. He'll be around for it. Uh, he'll be very free that week. Um, but yeah, his problems won't really start again. I mean, unless, unless one of these women has some solid evidence and brings it to the police, he's going to be able to play this season. Now. I mean, here's the thing though, you're Houston and you're, you're trying to shop him. What do you think you're getting for him? Well, they you know, know you know what they, they have want, at least they want five draft picks. Oh, I understand that, want, but here's the thing: couple, they want a couple caliber players. It's possible that next training camp he could be in prison. Yeah. I'm not giving you five draft That's picks for saying. a guy who might be saying. in jail next year. Hold on, hold on. That's what I'm saying more about. It's not what about the Texans. It's about these teams like the Eagles, no. the Panthers, the Dolphins, just Whoa. the Broncos, just some teams that we've been hearing throughout this entire offseason that have been associated with Deshaun Watson or connected, I should say, with Deshaun Watson. Would any of these teams be willing, screw the draft pick, or give up that much for – 
a guy that, like you said, Joe, could potentially be in behind Jeff. No, behind no, one makes, no one's making a move until the NFL does. The NFL hasn't even fully investigated thing. This has all been outside of the box. NFL hasn't thing. Teams have to know if he's going to be suspended for two games, four games, eight games, a season. No one's making a trade for him until the NFL makes a move on him. No one's going to sit out. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't. Well, first of all, who's really trading for him right now? Who really needs Deshaun Watson? That I mean, a good team that really needs Deshaun Watson. Now, I'm talking a bad team who's going to be trapped in a quarterback next year. I mean, but a team a that's team. like in a win-now situation. Give me the win team right now that's trading for Deshaun Watson. Do, who, the Broncos who, who or the Dolphins? The Broncos winning that winning the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson? No, waste the of time. Team, with the team that they, but the team that they, they're not even winning. They're not beating the Chiefs and the Chargers. I don't care. They're still the third best team. In that they'll, beat the Char- they'll beat the Chargers. They'll beat the Chargers. No, they won't. Yeah, again, you know, to, I, I think to Ted's point, I mean, do you trade if you're the Broncos? Do you trade for Deshaun Watson to win the wild card? With the idea that you may have blown five picks, five picks for a guy who, like I said, by by March could be in prison. How, how, hard, and again, how hard up are you? How hard up could the Broncos be to try to win a championship in that scenario? Let's see. How should the Texans handle this situation, knowing that he's coming to a training camp now because he doesn't want to get fined? Fifty thousand dollars a day. It's, it's, it's fifty thousand dollars a day that he would be getting fined. So, how should they handle that situation? Should they like because you know the media? You know how the media plays nowadays. When you have situations like this, they're all over it. You're going to have the microphones. You're going to have the cameras, the cell phones all over you. How should the Texans handle – hold on. How should the Texans handle this situation, knowing that they're not going to trade him right now because people have to – you're pretty much waiting to see what the NFL is going to do first before anything with legal situations go into. So how should the Texans – handle this situation knowing that he's going to be attending training camp and knowing right. that he'll be a distraction, a major distraction, I should say too. How should well, handle well, here's the thing, Trev, the plaintiff, uh, the plaintiffs would be disposed before Watson who can't be disposed before February 22nd of 2022 per the court schedule. All right. So he can't get touched until after February, which means after the Super Bowl, like and Joe said, it's not a hundred percent true. Unless, well, unless something, it's not hundred percent true. That's this is all a civil case. Yeah. This is where basically a money settlement or or some Did kind you, of reward would, would happen. Where he paid article, millions. You read that article million. on ESPN? Yeah. You just saw, you Here, saw that one by Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, but here's the thing: it's the criminal part that you have to be concerned about. This this the, this case with the with the lawyer and his guys, Rusty Harden, are going back and forth, a lot of crap talking, blah blah blah. That this that's all that's gonna eventually either settle out or they're gonna have a trial. He'll probably lose and they'll award those 22 women 45 million to split amongst them. That that's what'll happen. My fear, and like I said, the the, the part that concerns me and the part that would put him behind bars is, is and like I said, these last two women ha- are not joining the civil lawsuit. They're not looking for money. They filed complete uh, police complaints. If the police can can find that there's evidence or probable cause, they could arrest Deshaun Watson tomorrow and put him in jail. And that would be a listen, that'd be a whole separate thing to the trial that we're talking about now. This would be a criminal matter in a criminal court. 
And again, if you're guilty there, you're going to prison. Should the NFL, NFL, you know, Jeff, you said something about the taxes, right? They should. He should. He should be on the. He should be on the suspended list, pending the NFL's investigation. And I'll tell you what: if they didn't learn anything from the Ray Rice situation, this could be because we don't know what happened. The details are going to come out during either a civil case or worse in a, in a criminal case, it's going to be a black eye for the Texans. It's going to be a black eye for Deshaun Watson, no matter what happened. Yeah. It's going to be a black eye. And that's what I was trying to interrupt. That's what I was going to say. It's not you. Your question was, what do the Texans do? It's not even on the Texans. What does the NFL do? Because it was talked about yesterday. No, nothing's going to happen to him, but he's going to go through training camp. He would be your starting quarterback, but on week one, are you allowing him to play football when you're in NFL league that now you want to be part of the Black Lives Matter thing? You want to be against uh, domestic abuse. You want to be part of this. You can't be like part of the like uh, mothers against drunk driving and then be the mother leading the pack on drunk driving and bar hopping. You know, I'm like, it's going to look bad for you if you let him play, but you can't. It's a tough situation because. He hasn't really been fully convicted, so you're almost saying he's guilty before innocent. My whole, thing, my whole thing with the whole Texans thing is just having him attend training camp, like knowing that he's going to be a distraction, a major distraction for a team that, well, let's be honest, not many people really care for coming into this season because we know they're going to be a very bad team. Other than having Deshaun Watson, that's all the reason why people are going to come see the Houston Texans in the sense of cameras, the media, because of Deshaun Watson. So when I meant by the Texans in the sense of should they just say, just stay away, why would another organization want? I know I understand. You know what? I, understand. It, it, I, I brought this up, Trev, because I disagree. There are franchises. I put it like oh, this. No, there if, are franchises that if would Dallas, love If Dallas didn't have Dak – they would have already traded for Watson. You know, they love convicts. They love troublemakers. They love guys who are on their way to jail. He'd be a cowboy right now for sure. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing, and Joe, and Joe makes it funny, but here's the thing. when Some organizations care more about winning than they do doing the right thing. So if it meant bringing in a guy, like how many times did Adam Pacman Jones and other guys, if it meant that he can make your team better, listen, the Eagles took – here's the only thing is, we've seen this before. The Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, and they did a really good job, if you watch the documentary, when they brought in Michael Vick to get him into the community to 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 work things out. Now, that's different. That was dogfighting. But some people would still, say dogfighting is a lot worse than what – Still freaking terrible. Watson did, I love dogs. Right? In some people's minds. So he, But he served his due, though. He was actually in jail. And came back, and the Eagles allowed him. To, so it's not like we haven't seen this before. It's just, it's a, it's. Listen, anytime you go through this, and you're the star quarterback, is a touchy thing. It's it that puts makes you. Mean, you know, because you, you, here's the other thing. The first and foremost, the NFL is a business number one. Then it's an entertainment thing. If God forbid they ever lose sponsors because of stuff. <laughs> You listen, owners. And, that's where that's where the problems start happening. You know, now, maybe, now maybe, yeah, listen, yeah. maybe they won't. Maybe they won't because the NFL will do a good job of patching it up and covering. But you, you, listen, it could take one sponsor to, to drop out to get someone else to do, and it could change the game. And the NFL goes, no, nope, he's suspended until indefinitely until we can find out further notice. That's how he can play the first two weeks. And September twenty sixth, we're talking. 
well, there was this other stuff came out, and now he's suspended for the rest of the season. Imagine that. He's out of play. Will Deshaun Watson be the quarterback week one, playing week one for the Houston Texans? Only way is is if the NFL suspends him. Other than that, he'll be on the field playing week one. Joe? Uh, Yeah, I mean, again, short of there being an arrest warrant, in a criminal case, then yeah, he's solid to till February before the real trouble is going to be. So, I mean, if you're the Texans, you're not going to be able to move him. You're certainly not going to get the value that you want for him. If he beats the case or settles somewhere along the way, and it's been relieved of him, poor choice of words, um, then, you know, the sky's the limit, but yeah, no, I, I, I think this is, and again, and, and when I, when I brought up uh, the OV line, we're giants fans. The Giants wouldn't touch Deshaun Watson with a 10-foot pole. If Tex- if the Texans called tomorrow, we're like, we'll take Jones straight up for Watson, the Giants would say no. No. Uh, it would be a non-starter. They don't go there. And yep. a lot of franchises wouldn't touch a guy like this. But you know which New team England would? I already mentioned Dallas, but New England would. The Chiefs would. There's a lot of teams. The Raiders would. I think the Rams would. The Ravens would. Teams that have strong – veteran leadership and have a strong-minded head coach and a respect in an organization through the league, the towns, mm-hmm. like the Ravens are very well respected, right? Yeah. The Patriots are very well. Now you would say, I can't stand the Patriots. I hate them, but through the community, they're very well respected. You know what I mean? You don't see, I couldn't see him going to Cleveland. You know what I mean? No, I don't see him going really? to Washington. Hey, well, My, I listen, as much as Miami would be a thing. I don't think Miami would even be a thing because they don't have the strong uh, community and backing that I think other organizations represent. And I'll tell you why I think Denver's a no-go for Deshaun Watson. It's a very liberal town, and you would have a really hard time, especially after a trial where he's going to probably have to admit he acted inappropriately. How are you going to tell the people I of Denver that you're this guy's cool? It, 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 it's not the right city for this to happen in. I, I, I don't think Denver... I mean, again, it's a black eye when the details of what he did comes out, no matter how good or bad it is, whatever I should say, whatever, whatever degree of severity it is, it's going to look awful on this team because they'll have known what happened. They'll know what the story was and they'll have allowed him to play anyway. The NFL has done an amazing job of bringing in female fans over the last 20 years. There's a lot of women that love football and they're now officials. And now you got officials. You got announcers. There you, you go. Got you got announcers. You got to you got to renounce this sort of stuff, the domestic violence people, this nonsense they gotta, we've seen they this before. To, they got to learn from their mistakes because in the past hey. they have failed on that. So Imagine that Sean Watson and Aaron Rodgers could be free agents next offseason on the market. It's a lot. If, if everything goes well for Deshaun Watson, with that being said, and if I'm the Texans, I don't want him to play. One, it's a black guy from my organization. Second, my team's not ready to win. Right. I want the number one pick next year. And then I want to trade Deshaun Watson next year after he gets relieved of all this duty. And I want to get four more picks. And oh. in, within a year, I can rebuild my organization and team and be right back into a, a competitive we'll organization like we were for the past 10 years. The we'll Texans should call Matt Schwab in. <laughs> if somebody could get you two and 15, that's your guy. Yeah, he'll throw five <laughs> no, picks in a game. Oh, no, come on. You know who they got to call? They got to call Mike Glennon. he's busy he's busy busy as a new york giant now joe's i'm surprised joe you haven't worn a mike glennon new york giant jersey so far it's on order 
They don't make it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. The boys of fall are officially back. A lot of football is about to be discussed on Keys of the City. I cannot wait. It's good to see football back. We'll be back Friday, and it's perfect because the MLB trade deadline is on Friday, July 30th. So we will be talking a trade deadline. Will the Yankees be making any moves? Will they be sellers? Will they be buyers? How about the other teams? The Padres making a big move, signing all-star or trading for all-star second baseman Adam Frazier, a hitting machine this year. So the Padres are going all in. We'll see all the big names. Will Trevor Story get moved? Also, we're going to have our top 10 players list coming Friday. And then we're going to be doing, we got to be making predictions and previews of who we got for the NFL season. A lot we're happening. Doing, we're doing a preview for the NFL season now? Well, so wait too long. It's coming in the next couple of weeks. People are coming in a month now. Season don't start till the first week of September, right? Why can't we do it? Because I don't know who's going to be hurt and who's going to be traded. Well, because you're an idiot. Anyways, we will be back Friday to be discussing all of that. <laughs> We'll be back on Friday discussing all of the big news in the MLB and the NFL. We are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms. So subscribe, comment, share, or like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.